Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. Leel Nishmas, Rava Chosid. Shalom, Shalom ben Rav Yishia. This Shabbos is a Shabbos without a Pasha. The Shabbos is Sukkis. Sukkis. Therefore, We we don't lean a Shabbos parsha, such as the Yitzhak but rather we're going to lean Kriyas Atera for Sukkis. Kriyas HaTera of Sukkot on Shabbos, which therefore, instead of the five aliyahs of Sukkot, we'll have seven aliyahs. And on Friday evening, we begin to sit in the Sukkah. And we sit in the Sukkah for the week. Shivas Yom, Sukkot Teishu, Shivas Yamim for seven days you sit in the sukkah. There's no need for Yerif Tavshil, because we're not cooking between Shabbos and Yom Tif. Obviously everything needs to be prepared beforehand. For Shabbos wise, Lech Benshin is according to your time, your local time for Shabbos candle lighting. There are those that have a minute to light licht in the sukkah itself. Beautiful minute. Or at least somewhere with the sukkah you can see the candles. Especially since we're making Kiddush with starting game Ashishi. <coughs> Although we start game Ashishi, the second half from Savrimiran Barakatov from the Barak Bari Pragofen, we begin the Kiddush not from Shabbos. rather from Yom Tif. And we would add the supplements of Shabbos. At the end of Kiddush, we make the bracha of Shehech Yanu. And of course, prior to drinking, the bracha of Leishev Basukah. Now obviously I'm going to confuse you because that's the nature of the shir. For the first night we make Leishi Basuka and then the Shekhyonu and the second night the Shekhyonu first and then the Leishi Basuka. There's no dipping apples in honey, there's no other ceremonies technically 
before the sukkah. Hopefully, mention today we'll be able to discuss a little bit about sukkah. We'll discuss in Yetzirah about the Ushpizen, the special guests and visitors that we have in the sukkah. Ideally, since I don't believe we have any shear with Rizayis Habracha, <coughs> since Rizayis Habracha is not a parsha that's read on its own Shabbos, but rather read on Simchas and it's incorporated with Rizayis Habracha, then goes into then goes into Maftir, three different Tzvitera, which are read, hopefully, Billy Nether, next Wednesday, will be a shir from the Sukkah, as everything has to be done in the Sukkah, and then Billy Nether will talk about Tzvitera as well. But I do want to touch upon Vizay Sabrach a little bit. Um, there was a rabbi studying over a yes it was actually Manus Friedman was repeating a story and the punchline of the story the fellow felt left out <coughs> he said was bin ich Mamzer? and he realized the uh, crowd that was listening would not be uh, too amused if he translated it literally so he said and what am I and the whole place froze oh no he's going to say that word mamzer in English he said adopted the whole crowd the Fruma crowd that understood what mamzer meant and how he alternate, changed away the name changed away the translation Obviously, had a good laugh. The rest of people couldn't understand what's so funny about being adopted. So it was quite a uh, amusing sight. <coughs> Just hope we can make it through this year. Um, which is also why we pre-record this year because by day I still can talk a little bit. So Zayz Abracha. Nishkin Mamza Chasasho. It's a beautiful parsha, important parsha, integral parsha. But unfortunately, it gets swallowed up and doesn't get usually get its fanfare that it should get. Yeah, everybody talks about not Chasam Seif of Seif Mitzchalasam, the beginning of Tera, the end of Tera, that's called the Enichal Yisrael, finishes off Zeis Abracha, and the beginning of the Tera starts Bereshit Baralekim, so the Asius of Lamed and Beis. And therefore, as they live, the heart, etc., how the heart starts from the beginning to the end of Tera. Wonderful. That we hear by everybody. The Chazak of Zez HaBracha, the end of Zez HaBracha. So much, it's such a rich, beautiful parasha. The brachas that Mesha gives to the Eden. And the most um, pertinent pasuk in the Tera is mentioned in parashas of Zez HaBracha. The Pasuk of Teira Tzivalonu Meisha. Teira was commanded to us by Meisha as inheritance to the 
congregation of Yaakov. The basis of the whole Torah, the basis of our whole Judaism. And this is the first passage we teach a child to talk. When a child begins to talk, we should teach them Torah Tzivalanu. Although, this famous story of the lady that was teaching her child to say, Daddy, say Daddy, say Daddy. And the father came home one evening and he says, Oh, wow. He, she didn't realize he was there. Or he thought she didn't. And he sees us teaching her to say, the child to say, Daddy. He was so touched and said, Wow. Hopefully the first word she says is Daddy. He says is Daddy. He was all excited. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, the baby starts screaming, Daddy, Daddy. He realized, Oh, now we know what the mother was up to. It was a conspiracy. But we say the first thing that the teacher child to say is the words And the Chazal tell us if you keep your score at home, you sukkah, forty-two side one. And the Yimara tells us cotton, the daber, when he knows how to speak already, aviv Father should teach him That's of course because the father has the obligation of the Marata <coughs> teach his sons. However, generally it's the mother that's educating the children, the mother that's giving the mother the Akedas Abayas, and therefore it's the mother that would probably teach the child the But if the father does have any kind of input in the education that should be his first obvious first move first lesson to teach a child when a child begins to learn Teda he knows there's a Mishnah there's a Gemara there's a Shulchan Aruch and all this was compiled by the Chachmi Yisrael generations on Tanoim, Amaroim Shainim, Chreinim But he doesn't equate Teda to Moshe. Say, Shekhanarach is the Baal Machaber, the Baal Yosef, the Tur, the Baal Turim. Rambam, Ramban, Rajbam, Erechaim HaKadosh, Marshal, Raf, Ran, Rif. He's learning all these different Mepharshim. Where does Moshe come into the equation? However, the answer is simple. Moshe Rabbeinu accepted the Torah for us. And he ultimately divided this up to all the different parts. What's revealed and what's hidden. And if you keep being scored home, the Gemara Megillah, you Testament Beis, tells us. It's also Yerushalmi. Any chidush, anything that any Talmud, any sage, any rabbi, any child, any anybody will be able to discuss about Tera, will be able to bring up, sometimes you have a chidush, which means that you 
learn the actual Torah itself, but you have a Chiddush on your own, a way of putting it into words, a translation, or a, a question with an answer, or whatever it might be. Any of that. From generations on, every Tana and every murder, every question, every answer that was ever made, was already told to Moshe and Sinai. Moshe, therefore, being a Reyanemon, a true shepherd. A true shepherd that knew it all. And could have said to everybody, I'll tell you everything that you're ever going to hear. He could have related all this over. And everything would have been totally superfluous. You wouldn't have a missionary, you wouldn't have a Gemara, you wouldn't have anything. Everything, Moshe could have explained everything. You wouldn't have uh, any pilpul, any pshetl, any anything you wouldn't have because Moshe really would have said it. But Moshe is a Raya Neman, is a true shepherd, held in, held back for his flock. He understood the benefits that they will reap by being able to share thoughts, being able to give over new thoughts, new energy. Each generation needed that person to give an addition of an explanation of something, a commentary on the Torah. And therefore, Moshe said, I leave it to each generation to do its own. And when we make a connection like that to our Meshe Rabbeinu, as our Shreya Nemon, we see the, the whole picture. Sometimes we tend to fade out a little bit of the picture. Sometimes we have our doubts in our shepherd. Sometimes we push away the shepherd himself. Zoktan's the first thing we teach the child, Teda Tzivalonu Meisha. The Teda was commanded to us by Meisha Rabbeinu. And therefore, everything we have to take from Teda from Meisha. A generalization. Matan Teda was only once. It's a cloud. Standing by Hasinai, the Teda was given in its completion. How? Through Meshe Rabbeinu. There are certain excerpts and parts and commentaries which came about or came to light in the later generations. As the generations moved on through Talmud Vosik Asid Lechadish an excellent expert student and then we have things that are going to be hidden till the times of Mashiach comes. The Gemara tells us many different cases, questions. <coughs> Sorry. Many different questions the Gemara asks in different parts of the Gemara, Shas. And the answer is Teiku. Teiku, which is a an acronym for Tishbi Yitaretz Kushas Viabayas. Tishbi the Yawanavi will come, Mashiach will come, and then ultimately we get all the answers to all these questions. And so too, there are many different secrets of Taylor which we don't have, we don't even know to touch upon until the coming of Mashiach. 
But where is this all coming from? Where is it all stem from? Tzivol on Omesha from the shepherd Mesha. And therefore, this is what we start to teach a child. Even though, hard to understand this as a child, an infant. We don't find the necessity. We don't make a cheshm to go simple all the way to the heart and to keep building up until the child can understand the depth of Teda Tzivah we begin immediately with the Pasuk Teda Tzivah And through this we come through the, the Mahus, the true essence of Teda. <coughs> if the Teda was only Chochman Askola, just a, a, a knowledge and something that you can philosophize with, Then it would be no necessary. No, it would not be necessary. There would be no reason to begin with something so deep, something so hard to grasp. But Teda is not made like that. The true inner essence of Teda is the Kedusha Selikus. The godliness, the holy of God, the holy part, the holiness of God, which is higher than any understanding in any seichel, and that's why we need to begin with the teaching of a t- child with tzivah lono mesha. Hakadosh Baruch Hu enclothes himself within the teira, and says through this learning, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says. You are taking me. You are taking my essence by studying Teda. A Yid that learns Teda is tying him, binding himself with the Pneumius of the Chachma of HaKadosh Baruch And it doesn't make a difference. A child, a senior citizen, or a middle-aged And that's why we emphasize the child begins to talk already. We teach him godliness. We teach him that Teda Mesha. And that it's given Meirosha as an inheritance. Like the, the youngest of child, the first day born, a newborn child inherits the father's Life. A Mishnah. Perikei and Nidah Mishnah Zayin. And this comes the mini Yisrael of reading on Simchas Teda this Parsha. The Simcha does not come through any kind of how we learn it, how we are involved in it. The, the great kavana that we have in Teda. We take Adra, we take the Sefer Teda where it's closed. It's covered. And we dance with our feet. The lowest part of the body. And that way we reveal and we elevate the essence of Teda. 
not a just a piece of knowledge of philosophy. So much greater, so much further. This is the essence of godliness, which is higher than all Havana, all understanding, anything that the human mind can grasp. And this compares the Jew, the simplest Jew, to a Talmud Kalkam, which we'll talk soon, the, uh, the concept of the Dalit Minim, Yemesh Meir. Yeah. Yeah. What's on the No, that's the old bills that he, that, that he owed us still. That must be the old bills that he owes us also. I'm literally recording this year. I'll call you right back. This is the true simcha that comes about. The simple is Jew. I compare it to Talmud Chacham. As we said, we're going to speak soon about when we talk about the Dalad Minim Bilineda. But as simcha stated, we read this Pasha Vizayis Abraham. And as we just said, we are rejoicing the highest level of joy. The highest level of joy, not just joy, but the highest level of joy with Tata. Simcha with Tata. And what do we read? We read Vizesa Baruch and it says, Vayomos Sham Moshe Eved Hashem. Moshe, God's servant, passed away. That's how we finish off. And have Tata as well, which comes part of this, is Vayyachri Moshe Eved Hashem. Makes no sense. We're trying to talk about jo- about joy, about true joy. Silchas Tera, the highest level of joy, blind joy. And what do we talk about? The passing of Moshe. That very same Moshe that we're trying to teach the child, Tera Tzivalonu Moshe, the greatness of Moshe. We're talking about his passing away. seems to be a total contradiction to the actual spirit of the day, shall we say. Mm. The day of Simcha, the day of the highest Simcha. That we're supposed to take Simcha for the entire year from it. And on this very day we read the most depressing event that happened to the Jewish nation. The passing of Moshe Rabbeinu. Khman al-Islam. But the truth of the matter is, deep down, not only is this not a contradiction, <coughs> but it's dafke, this clear, 
that we can reach the deepest essence of Simchas <coughs> Sorry. The holiday that comes at the culmination of the entire Yom Tev, of all the Yom Tevim, and this gives us Kayach for the rest of the year. We're not coming to exclude or to diminish Chasashalom, what we accomplished in Yom Nirayim, Roshani, and Kippah, or the days of Sukkot. We need to live with that as well throughout the year. But this is the idea of Simchas It gifts us the life with our feet. And lifts us up to the highest level of spirit. And therefore, Dafke, on Simchas we read about the passing of Meshul Rabbeinu. For as long as Meshul Rabbeinu lived, we saw miracles on a constant basis. We saw the revelation of godliness in an open way, a revealed way. They saw the hand of God on a constant moving along. From the miracles in Egypt, the Yamsuf, <coughs> on a daily basis, the mun and everything happened in the, in the desert. Not only the mun was in his chus, everything was in his chus in the end. The Be'er, and the, which is the Schus of Miriam. Nani HaKovet, which is the Schus of, of Arnakein. It's always tied into the Schus of Meisha, Rabbeinu, the merit of Meisha. And therefore, when they passed, everything still there, everything still stayed in the merit of Meisha. If you keep the score at home, it's Gimara and Tainus, Naftesim and Aleph, 9, side A, that tells us that everything stayed in the merit of Meisha. After he's passed, all these miracles, the daily miracles, stopped. <coughs> they started to go into concealment, the life of concealment. However, Kadosh Baruch Hu still saw to it that miracles are in a constant daily life. We just don't see them. We don't recognize them sometimes. And this again, if you keep your score on the Gemara, Nida. Lamed Aleph and Aleph, 31, side 8 says, Ein Balanes The person that has a miracle doesn't recognize the miracle. And at such a time, such a hard time, it's hard to actually keep attachment to God. But it's not only the Balanes, it's not Makibenisei. In general, a person doesn't always recognize when they're attached to something or to someone, how important sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And sometimes they say, okay, when they were attached, all was great, and then they decide, no. It's time to break off. It's time to move on. It's time to live a new life. We can't do that with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. With HaKadosh Baruch Hu, our life is on a constant basis in the hands and in the auspices of God. And in this time especially, 
for the eyes of Hashem. It's, it is so valuable to the eyes of Hashem. The Tachlis Habriya. Afterwards, the passing of Meshe Rabbeinu, as the Gajah Baruch says to Yeshua, Chazak Ve'emotz, strengthen yourself. Don't get affected by the fact that he is no longer with you and that everything is now hidden. You need to reveal within yourself the great godliness, the truth of godliness. And this, therefore, is the connection of the passing of Mesha and Silchus They both give us this special kriach to live on, to move on, the revelation of godly revelations, and to reveal within them the light, the Ur Hagaula Amitus Vashlima. Oh no. Video is acting up. One second. We have to shut it down. Sorry, the video is frozen once again. I'm afraid this is a sign from heaven to start getting a new computer. Um, I really don't want to have this left out omitted from the video, but the audio is going to sound something awful taking this break, but I have no choice. We've been talking of the concept of the Jew in general, how they connect to Hashem, and how the Jew connects to Hashem through Taylor. We're now going to talk about this the holiday of Sukkot. Where the holiday of Sukkot let's start first with one of the particular mitzvahs the mitzvah of the Dalit Minim the four species and it tells us that the four species each one of them is connected to God in its own way. And it cites different Sukkim each Pasuk telling us how connected to God. You're looking for how it's connected to God. What's interesting to note is that the four species represent a very interesting different diversity. There is the... Okay, now I can get back a video, hopefully. The diversity of the four species. We have the Lulav, the Esrug, the Hadas, and the Rava. We know 
the esrig has a smell and a taste. And we know that the lulav coming from dates has a taste, no smell. The hadasim have a beautiful smell but no taste. And the arava neither. Now I can understand when we compare the four of them to the different types of yidin. The yid that has teda and mitzvahs is a taste and a smell. And the yid that has only teda with no mitzvahs has a taste with no smell. The yid that has only mitzvahs with no teda mm-hmm. has a smell with no taste, etc. And then you have the one that has neither taste nor smell. What is that yid? With no taste, no smell. But yet we say that Arava too is connected to God. Whereas that is the whole depth of everything. We don't dispel any given yid. Yes, ideally we want the yid to have teda and mitzvahs. And that's how a yid is supposed to be. Supposed to live their life with teda and mitzvahs. Tells us the Dalid Minim. I am bringing together, says Rebbe all four types and leaving them on even kill. You cannot do the mitzvah without all four of them. And this is what we spoke before. How the concept of Teda Tivalonu Mesha that it starts with the smallest child, the most in, infantile child. Because Teda is something that is our essence, our existence. Mm-hmm. We talk now about the, the Yamtiv. What is the Yamtiv called? Not Chag Halulav, not Chag Esig, not Chag Adaladminim, but Chag Asukis. One of the mitzvahs on this Yom Tif is to sit in the Sukkah, but Sukkah stays with Yom. Or it says, Chag Asukah Shivas Yom Lashem. Why are we using the Yom Tif Sukkis as a name? It has a better ring to it than Dalit Minim. Holiday of Dalit Minim? Chag Hadalit Minim. It has a much deeper explanation. The mitzvah of sitting in a sukkah, in comparison to the mitzvah of taking the four species. Mitzvah Sukkah starts the moment left mention. As soon as the candles are lit this Friday evening, Sukkah has started. And this will continue until the end of the holiday, until the end of Sukkah. However, Dalad Minim would not be in effect until the first day, by day in the morning. This year, the second day, not even the first day. So it's not only a matter of a few hours different, today is 24 hours different, 36 hours. 
36 hours after the Yomta starts, we're first going to make a bracha on the Dalit Minim. Whereas 36 hours already you've been in the Sukkah. Needless to say, that gives Sukkah priority. Another difference. The mitzvah of the four species is once a day. In the morning, you take them, everyone with their own customs, Mini Chabad, we hold the Lulav. The video is finished, it's kaput. The computer is gone. Mini Chabad, we take the Lulav, we make the Bracha, Anatilas Lulav, and then we take. We take the essig and we put them together and we make them and we shake them. The whole world has a little bit of a difference. The whole world will take the lulav hold the essig upside down, make the bracha, turn it over, and they shake away. Also, mini Chabad, we don't shake the lulav per se, we bring it to the different directions of north, east, south, west, up, down, etc. All and behind us, in front of us. So the mitzvah of Dalad Minim is once a day. Whereas the mitzvah of sitting in the sukkah is all day long. Is it a constant basis? The mother, if you keep me score at home, the sukkah, chavchesam at beis, teishvu ke'ain taduru. Sit there as if you're living there. Just like a person. Just like a person lives in his dwelling and he does everything he has to do all day long, same thing as in the midst of sukkah. One needs to see to find everything that they possibly could do in the sukkah should be done within the sukkah. I'm going to give the video one last chance, one last shot. We had this problem last week. Also, three different parts. Let's see if it works. Another thing, mitzvah sukkah, greater than the other mitzvahs, all mitzvahs have one particular service that we need to do. And not only one thing that we do, but it's one thing that we do with one particular part of the body. Fill on the arm, all the other things that we do. Taking the mitzvah, the lulav, and essay in the hand. Lighting candles with your hand. Each one has its own mitzvah. However, the sukkah, the whole 
essence of a person, the whole body of the person, goes into the sukkah. person is totally enveloped, surrounded. Every part of their body is surrounded by the sukkah. And even more so. And the Gemara tells us there, person that doesn't have a home is not a person. The concept of this dwelling place that a person needs to have, even when he's out of his own house, since he has a house, he's called a person. Even when he's not in the house, he's still called a person. Chagasukas, which the dira of the person is the sukkah, even when he's walking in the street. His sukkah has influence on him. The month of Tishrei is a general month. It's generalization of a month. And it gives koiches for us for the whole year long. As I spoke about before. From all the mitzvahs of the whole month, we did different things. Different lessons. The shefer. Now what? Shemishma. I don't think the video is happening today. All the each one, each mitzvah has its own effect. Mitzvah of sukkah gives over to a Jew the kayach to keep the lesson of the chol that In every way, in every way that you do, in every way that you go, you should know godliness. A Jew is required to serve God not only when he's praying, davening, not only when he's learning, but even when he's doing his own worldly things his own business or anything else the sukkah gives us strength for that and therefore when we sit in the sukkah with Mekai in the mitzvahs even when we're doing any other mundane things or eating or drinking and those who even sleep in the sukkah and the Yomara says to it, makes reference to this as mitzvah kala. Simple mitzvah. When a Jew goes out to serve God throughout the year, <coughs> the resolution, his determination, whatever it might be, I am a servant of the Melech Baruch and nothing holds that back from me to fulfill God's will. It's simple for him to cause that even whatever he needs physically should be the way it is, and he makes in the in his physical life. When a person does makes this dirlei's baruch 
dwelling place for God in all his that he does. He gives he get he's gifted from God with an open hand. Anything that he needs, Bona Chaya Umizena Ravicha. And therefore, it is the sukkah that teaches us the major lesson, that teaches us the major concept of being in the driver's seat in our lives being in the driver's seats making what has to happen happen and it's important important to be in the driver's seat we lose focus sometimes not being in the driver's seat We're told, they tell a story of an older woman calls an emergency 911 phone call in the middle of the night. And she says, quickly, please come to my home. It's an emergency. What happened, ma'am? What's wrong? You're not going to believe this, but they stole. my steering wheel they stole my gas pedal they stole my brake pedal out of my car okay ma'am we're sending somebody immediately a few minutes later she calls back and she says sir, sir she says yes never mind What's the, what happened, ma'am? He says, she says, I was in the back seat. So I didn't know where it was. We need to stay focused. We need to stay in the front seat so that we know where we are, who we are, and what's really happening in our lives. This is one of the lessons that we have from the learning of Sukkah. I'll make one more vast attempt at the wonderful video. See how it holds the last few minutes. In the Zaya, the Zaya tells us, the Gimel, the Zaya tells us about our guests that we have for Sukkahs. The holy Ushpizen. The Ushpizen, the guests that come in Pasadena, tells us every day comes to the Sukkah, Ushpizen, Erchim. Every day of the Yamtif to visit in the Sukkah. Each and every Sukkah. Who are the generations, who are our 
greatest righteous people, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Mesh, Aaron, David, Yosef, or Yosef, David, or some say Shlema. Every day one of these tzaddikim is the main guest that comes forward and the rest come with him. On the first night, the main one is Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu, the master of Achnas HaSerchem. From him we learn, the Gemara teaches us, if we keep his score at home, Gemara in Shabbos, Kuv Chavzayin Amar Aleph, 127, side 1, also in Shavuos, Lamed Heim with Beis, 35, side 2. The welcoming of guests is greater than receiving the Shekinah. Therefore he left, while in the middle of a conversation with God, to go greet guests. And this has happened before Matan Tera. Erchem, that looked like Arabs, Bowed to take off their the dust from their feet, their feet. So much more so after Matanteda, when the guests are of Rome, Yitzchak themselves. The concept of Achnasasarchim is the essence of our our service to God in this time of exile, of Golos. In this very time, Am Yisrael is only temporarily dwelling where they, where they are. We're only guests, we're passing through. And therefore, if you keep your score on the Gemara and Brachas, right in the beginning, Gimel on the bottom of Amar Aleph, Where the Gemara literally tells us, "Banim shegolam al shulchan aviyim," children that were exiled from the table of their fathers, and the true nature, the true essence of every Jew, is to be on the table of their father, Kadosh Baruch Therefore, in the time of Golus, a Jew finds himself not at home, not in the place where he belongs. He's an erech. He's a guest in a place that's not his. He's a foreigner. So where did HaKadosh Baruch come up with this concept of Golos? To turn his Jewish children into Erechim, into guests. Because of the special Maila in Avedis Hashem in the time of Golos. We're going to miss these days yet. It's so valuable to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that because of that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu exiled his children from his table and made them into guests. And this is therefore the inner explanation, the deeper explanation of G'day Lachlas Zarechim HaKabalas Pneshkinah. A charity to the Jews that he spread them out amongst the nation. The intention of Golos spreading between all the nations is not a punishment. 
There's a charity behind it. There is a mission. Do you want the Ratzon of Hashem, the Jews, should be able to spread and, to in, and inject the holiness of godliness everywhere in the world. And therefore they prepare to make a Dideleiz Barach with Managula. And this is what the Hashem HaKadosh says when it comes to the Hasidish Ishpizim. The Pasuk, Hashem Etzadigover Kenonu. That every place that a Jew ends up exiled, he needs to remember that he was not put there from his own accord. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has led him there to fulfill the essence of godliness. Therefore the mitzvah of tells us how important the setting up the Aveda, Davke, when we're given as us, as we ourselves being Urchim. And through this, the fact that the Jews are married to the mitzvah of they're able to achieve Kabbalah's Pnei Both from the Ereach and the Marach, the guest and the host. And this is the special Maila of Hashem during the time of Golos. Tafka through this we are Zeche to reach the Kabbalah's Pnei Ashkina. And in a most complete way, in order that she be the Managullah, then will be accepted, everybody will be accepted by Pnei Ashkina, the Nigla Kveil Hashem, the Tuv Levav. And that's therefore the mission of the Yom of Sukkot, of rejoicing, of being happy. This is also, again, going back to Pashas Vzeisabracha, where the Pasuk mm-hmm. tells us, Smach Zvulm, Vzeisecha, Yisacha Be'elecha. The Gemara tells us, if you keep it scored home, Bab Metziah, Lamed Chesamet Beis. The Gemara tells us a person prefers one kav, a measurement of his own, rather than nine kavim of his neighbor. A person likes to receive things on their own. They don't <coughs> like what other people give them for free. And therefore, if it's mine that I worked for this, it's mine because I conquered it. Not quite. I worked for this, and therefore it's mine. Therefore I enjoy, I enjoy this one piece of bread that I have, rather than the whole loaf of bread that someone gave me for free. Even if they gave it to me, with the biggest heart and the biggest smile. In the other brachas, the other shvatim Meisha focus primarily on the gifts, spiritual, physical, that God would bestow on each tribe. Zvulni Yisachar were given success, a blessing for success in their endeavors. Zvulun B'Tseisachar Yisachar B'Yelecho Zvulun, on you going out to work, and you sacher, and you sitting and learning in the tent. And we learned that Zvulun was a, the supporter to the Torah scholars of Yisachar. 
And although that they prospered, and they felt maybe that this is mine, and why do I have to share it? They realized that their bracha and their success was only due to the fact that the brachas from the learning of the teda of their brother Yisachar. And this is how we all deal, Kali Yisrael deals with everything and anything that we deal, that we come up against. We are one, and because we are one, we are united. Because we are united, as we unite the Dalit Minim, and we see to it that even though I look at that Arava and I say, you have no smell and no taste, who are you? Still in all, I say, I embrace you, and I know without you I can't, I have no value. I can be an Esrik, I can be a Lulav, I can be a Hadas. But if I don't have you, Arava, you're not tied together with us, I'm a nothing. Maybe I can see. May we see the ultimate redemption and that we sit in the big sukkah and we eat from the Sherabir and the Vyasan and Yerushalayim and Akridish and that we truly can say and live and relive and recount with some as we are encompassed totally in the midst of Sukkah. I got Shabbos, I got Yom Tif.